awesome God. You're awesome in this place, mighty God. Hallelujah. And you're holy, holy, holy is your name. God, you're awesome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Can y'all hear me? Good morning. Can you hear you fine. All right. Okay. Well, you know, we're going to start off. You know, we, you know, Pastor got us hooked on these riddles. Okay. Morning. So I got a couple riddles for you. And don't tell me to stay up there. Keep my day job. All right. Okay. What is more useful when it's broken? Anybody? Give up? An egg. Can you use you can't use the egg when it when it's still in the shell, but when you break it? <laughs> okay. All right, I got another one for you. It says tall, I am young. Short, I am old. While with life, I glow. What is my foe? What am I? Tall, you're young. Short, you're old. While with life, you glow. When is your foe? What, what am I? You give up? A candle. Oh, I was going to say a tree. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, twin. I, I got one more. One more for you. I am not alive, but I grow. I don't have lungs, but I have air. I don't have a mouth, but water kills me. What am I? Water kills me. Water kills okay. me. Read that again, please. You said, I am not alive, but I grow. I don't have lungs, but I have air. I don't have a mouth, but water kills me. Fire. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Yay. Go ahead, ahead, twin. You got it. All right. All right. I'll keep my day job. I'm not getting that. I'll keep my day job. All right, Deacon Kane, thumbs up. That was nice. Thumbs up. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. My topic is called Broken, Hallelujah, but Still Useful. By way of introduction, we're going to have a little, I'm going to present to you a scenario. And in this scenario, you know it takes place in a hospital. Mrs. Flash is admitted to the hospital for pneumonia and a broken leg. He also had diabetes and hypertension with his high blood pressure. She's scheduled for surgery in the AM. And you know that when you're in the hospital, you go on the many, they do many tests on you. So one of her tests consisted of a chest x-ray in which they found a spot on her lung. Okay, so now she, she gets the results back on the, um, the, the lung and, what, and it revealed that she had stage four cancer of the lung, which is considered as terminal and a life expectancy is from six months to a year. But now in today's time, they can do around the chemotherapies, which can prolong your life a little bit longer. So we find that Mrs. Flash, she became very emotional, 
and she wished to be left alone, which is only normal. You get some kind of devastating uh, uh, news. You don't want to be bothered. You just want to be, be to yourself because you have to progress. All that stuff has to sink in. So she's asked if she would like to see her pastor or someone in the pastoral de uh, uh, department. She declined and states that it's God's fault. He did this to me. Why, why would he allow something like this to happen to me? Mrs. Flash tells us she was going to be broken, but she was still going to be useful. Let us pray. Father God, we come before your presence this morning. Lord God, we come with bow down heads and humble hearts. Lord God, we look to you for with cometh our health and strength, and we know that it all comes from you. Father God, I'm asking you, Lord God, that you would take me and you would hide me behind the cross, Lord God. I'm asking you, Father God, that you allow the preacher woman to come forth, Lord God, that the message the same way that you gave it to me, that I would be able to deliver it to your people and feed your sheep. Father God, I ask all of these blessings in Jesus' name, for Christ's sake, I pray. Amen. Now, back in the biblical time, they used a scroll. And so I have my little scroll here. I hope everyone can see it. I have my little scroll, and I'm going to unroll it because we found out in, in verse 17 of the scripture where God was given the scroll, and he unrolled it and read what it said. So in Luke, fourth chapter the 17th and 18th verse it says and the scroll of the prophet isaiah was handed to him it was handed to the lord unrolling it he found the place where it is written the spirit of the lord is on me because he has anointed me he in other words he chosen me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to set the oppressed free. In other words, to set the brokenhearted, to set them free. Okay, now I'm gonna give you a little definition of what, uh, well, first of all, before I do that, let me just give you a little background of, of uh, this here chapter. In this chapter, we find out that Jesus was taken to the wilderness, was led into the wilderness. And while he was there, in the wilderness, he was he he was did not eat anything for forty days. He did not eat anything. Now it does not state whether or not he was drinking anything, but it said that he did not eat anything for forty days. So can you imagine for forty days? Now I know sometimes I go three days without eating anything. My body starts to tear down because from lack of hunger. And I want something to eat. But for 40 days, Jesus did not eat anything. And so he did start to get hungry. And so, you know, Satan, he felt like, well, okay, now that, you know, he he didn't, he was hungry for these 40 days. I know that he's broken and I can get him to submit himself unto me. I don't think he knew who he was messing with. And so he did, he did went to tempt Jesus. And this just give you a little background of what was going on during this time. So I wanted to give you a little definition of brokenness. But while I was doing my studies, I was looking up and I'm asking Lord to help me not to go fast, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. As I was looking up, I came across the Greek word. So I'm going to ask our scholar, our Greek scholar, if she would unmute herself just in case I'm not pronouncing it correctly. And when the Greek word is said, it was uh, spasmos. Am I correct? 
What is the word again? It says spasmos. S-P-A-S-M-O-S. Spasmos. Spasmos. Thank you. You said I forgot what you pronounced it right. But anyway, this here is the Greek term for brokenness. Now, brokenness refers to the state of surrender and defeat that one experiences when hardship comes into their life. Sometimes brokenness before God is the result of sin, our sin or someone else's sin. Then now you want to go into Matthew's uh, the 11th chapter and the 28th to the 31st. It tells us to come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, I want to take another commercial break. Now, we're going to be taking a couple of commercial breaks, okay? So, now, if you're in a hospital, you don't think that you're going to go in the hospital to get rest. Because if you think that you're going into a hospital to get rest, you're sadly mistaken. Because when you go into that hospital and you go, as soon as you go fall off to sleep, they're coming in there, they either take your vital signs. And by Mrs. Flash, she was, um, had diabetes. So they were coming in there to check her sugar, to stick her. Then she goes back to sleep and they're coming in there to take her down for some type of test or for therapy. So when you go into the hospital, don't think you're going, I'm going to go in the hospital and I'm going to get me some rest because, because you're not. Now let's get back. Now it tells us that to come unto me, all you labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It says to take my yoke upon you and to learn of me. That yoke is the word of God. It says, for I am gentle and lowly. I have to submit myself to unto the Lord in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Now, if anybody can give you rest, it's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's the one that can give you, you rest. And it goes on, it says, for my yoke, for the word of God is easy and my burdens are light broken but you're still useful i'm going to tell you you know you're probably she keeps saying broken but still useful how is it don't worry i'm gonna tell you about it okay (laughs) um while working in the hospital we had a format that we usually use and it was called the pes which was problems etiology which is the cause and symptoms are the symptoms what was the symptoms that this person presented but i'm going to change that and call it the PES of brokenness, which is physical. What was the physical part? The physical was that she broke her leg. And so she had had pain, which uh, resulted in her having to come into the hospital. Emotional. She became very emotional. Well, first of all, you would get emotional when you some legs, uh, uh, when you broke, break any type of limb, and it's going to give you pain. But she also became very emotional when she received that devastating uh, uh, um, report. It was like they gave her a death, a death uh, uh, sign. And then the spiritual part was because she became angry at God. She felt like it was God's fault that all of this had to happen to her. How dare he do something like this to her? She went to church. She paid her her tithes. She tried to live a good life. And now he going to let something like this happen to her as anybody's fault. It was his so she didn't want to have anything to do with God or anybody that had anything they wanted to say about the Lord. Broken, but still useful. So when one person, when you come to the hospital, you're mostly, you're in pain 
or there's something that's just not right, which is broken down because that, that you're not filling up the part, which caused the medical team to see it viable that you need to be admitted, that they could, because you know, every time you go, in a, go to a hospital, you're not always admitted. Sometimes they just give you some medicine or something and send you on home. But when it comes to the part that you have to be admitted, you feel like, oh, this is something a little bit more serious. But in the spiritual aspect of it, Isaiah 53, 5 tells us that, but he was pierced for our iniquities, our sins. The punishment that brought us peace was, it was on him. Now he was one that did not commit any sin. So why was our punishment was put on him? But then it turns around, but it says by his strikes, we know that he was whipped with many strikes. He was pierced in the side. He was put a crown of thorns was placed on his head. He was given vinegar, ice, stop, whatever you want to say, in which to drink all of this. But he did it so that we could be healed, be broken but it's still useful. Brokenness feels like your world has been shaken to the point that you're not sure how it can ever be put back together again. And when I looked at that, I thought about Humpty Dumpty. You remember that, that um, nursery rhyme, Humpty Dumpty down the wall, Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king horses and all the king men couldn't put Humpty together again. But let me tell you, he could put him together again. Jesus Christ could put him together again, even though he was broken, but God could still take him and put him back together again. And sometimes when we're going through this, we look around and we see others functioning, right? They, are, they seem to be functioning, but why can't I function just like they're functioning? They seem to be fine and nothing is going wrong with them, but everything is happening to me. And we go in there, why me? Why me? Why did this have to happen to me? Why couldn't it happen to somebody else, but it had to happen to me? Why don't I feel the same way? I'm broken, but I'm still useful. Now, I, I want to give you an example. Now, we have, I have two crayons here. Can you see them? Hello? Yes, I can see them. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Pastor. I just want to be sure yes. that we're on the same page. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Now I have these here two crowns, and we see that both of these crowns are whole. Now, what can these crowns do? Can I take this crown and color with it? And I can take this crown. I can write my name with it. Uh huh. Now, but if I take this crown and I break it. That, can I still use it the same way? Yes. Yes, I can. I can color with it. I'm not an artist, okay? But I can color with it and I can write with it. So it still has the same purpose, even though I broke it. Mm. Okay. So even though you may be broken, or you're still, but we're still useful, like this broken crown. It still had the same purpose. It can still do the same thing it did as, as being a whole crayon. But I could take the broken crayon and I could still do the same thing with it as I could if it was whole. And But you know what? I want to tell you something. God does not treat us like broken crayons. He don't throw us away. You know, you'll sit there sometimes. We see something that's broken in our home and we say, hmm, I'm just going to throw this in the trash. 
It ain't no more good. And sometimes that little, I, you could probably get some, they got crazy glue, gorilla glue, Elmer's glue. And sometimes you could just do that because it just could be just a little crack and it still would do the same purpose. But we will sit there and throw it away. But God does not throw us, throw us away because he said that we are his vessels and that we're full of color and zest regardless of what we have been through. We're broken, hallelujah, but we're still useful. Psalms Amen. 34, 18 tells us that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He's close to us and saves those <clears throat> who are crushed in spirit. Now we see that Mrs. Flash, she was crushing her spirit because she found out that she got, she thought like she got her death, her death consent uh, wish was put upon her. And that she was just going to get ready just to die. And so she was crushed in her spirit. But you see, she didn't realize that God said that, you know, he's, he was right there with her. Even though she was crushed in spirit, he was right there by her side. When we, when we are feeling broken, there is beauty in his closeness. Hallelujah. We're broken, but saints, we're still useful. And I'm going to let you know about it. Okay, now you, you wonder, well, then you know, when you keep saying I'm broken, but I'm still useful, how could God, how does God heal my brokenness? Just like going to the hospital to mend a broken limb, even a broken spirit. Jesus has the same compassion, the same love. It does not fail. He has that same love for us, and he wants to heal our brokenness. But we have to want him to heal it. He's not going to force himself on you. But if we would ask him to come into that area of brokenness, he's going to do it. But let me tell you something that the Lord does. The Lord delights in our brokenness. In Zephaniah 317, said, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. See, God you never thought, I never thought of it like this. And God rejoices over me. But it also went on to say that he dances over, over our brokenness. He danced because when we allow him to come into that area of brokenness and he heals us, he rejoices in that. Now, there are some things that I put down here that uh, needs to be broken in our lives. And I'm going to name some, and you know, if, if it should hit you, you can say, ouch, or you don't even have to say it out loud. You say it to yourself, because I got some on here that I had to say, ouch, too. Pride, self-will, stubbornness. You remember Frank Sinatra put that song out, I did it my way, and we get there and say, oh, I'm going to do it my way. I don't got to hear nothing. Somebody else going to tell me how to do it, but I got to do it my way. That's pride stubbornness, bitterness, un mm -mm -mm. unforgiveness, anger, hatred, depression, guilt, unworthiness, rejection, rebellion, feeling unloved, low self-esteem, feeling useless. And I'm sure that you probably have some others that you can even add to, to this list. But Jesus, he, he carried all this brokenness, all these, and brokenness is nothing but pains. And Jesus carried all those pains, like just like that broken uh, uh, crayon that I just demonstrated to you. Our brokenness, may, it may change 
change its, its, its look and they change the way it is, but it does not change that purpose because it can still function the same way that it did when it was whole. God can and he will make us new. And now I had some, I have some verses that I wanted to give to you. So if you got your books and your pencils, you can write, write them down. Isaiah 43, 2 tells us, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. In other words, even when times are rough and we are in deep waters of despair, we're in deep waters of depression, we're in deep waters of rejection, we're in deep waters of low self-esteem, we're in deep waters of unworthiness and go on and on. God will be right by our side, leading us and guiding us. You know, and, and, and Proverbs, one of my favorite Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, lean not on thy own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him. You know, it didn't say, oh, acknowledge your pastor. Oh, acknowledge your mother. Or acknowledge your sister or your brother or your, or, or your, B, your BFF. But it's acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. Broken, but we still useful. Then we go on to say Isaiah 41.10 says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am, I am that we're talking about. I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteousness. Do not fear even in our brokenness we, we don't need to fear for God says he will give us strength to hold us up when we can't hold ourselves up and you know there are times in our lives that we can't hold ourselves up you ever get them you, you fell and then you trying to get up and you just seem like you just can't get up broken but you're still useful revelations 21 4a says he will wipe every tear from your eyes. God promises us a place in heaven where there will be no suffering or brokenness. Hallelujah. And we can say that Elder Price is up in heaven and she's not using no walker. She's not using no cane. Or, or, or she's not have to use no wheelchair. Hallelujah. Because God promised her this. And he promised to make us whole. And he made her whole. Hallelujah. Broken but we're still useful. Psalms 147.3 says, he heals, he heals, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That's just like he mends them. He mends our wounds, all that brokenness that we have inside of them. We didn't want to give up, but we, we finally, finally submitted ourselves and asked the Lord to come in and he, he binded it up. He mended it up. And God will literally, hallelujah, he will literally, Bind up our brokenness. He is our Jehovah Rapha, our healer, and he can heal any, any, any. And I want to say it again. He can heal any brokenness that we have in our life. Broken, but we're still useful. 
Lamentations 3:22 to 23 says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. His love, his love for us never fails. They are what? They are new every morning. And then it goes on and says, great, 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 great is our faithfulness. Um, broken, but still using. Now I'm going to ask Deacon Dixon if he will read for us um, Ezekiel, the 24th chapter from the 15th to 27th verse. Just going to tell you about how some of them became broken, but even in their brokenness, they were still useful. Deacon Dixon? All right, amen. Uh, Ezekiel 24, starting at verse 15 to verse 27. Yes. The, the caption reads up top, Ezekiel's wife dies. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, with one blow, I am about to take away from you the delight of your eyes. You yet do not lament or weep or shed any tears. Run quietly. Do not mourn for the dead. Keep your um, keep your tur um, turban fastened and your sandals on your feet. Do not cover the lower part of your face or eat the customary food of the mourners. So I spoke to the people in the morning and in the evening, my wife died. The next morning I did as I had been commanded. Then the people asked me, won't you tell us what these things have to do with us? Um, so I said to them, the word of the Lord came to me, say to the house of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am about to desecrate my sanctuary, the stronghold in which you take pride and delight of your eyes, the object of your affection. The sons and daughters you left behind will fall by the sword and you will do as I have done. You will not cover the lower part of your face or eat the customary food or of mourners. You will keep your turbans on your heads and your sandals on your feet. You will not mourn or weep, but will waste away because of your um, sins and groan among yourselves. Ezekiel will be a sign to you. You will do just as he has done. When this happens, you will know that I am the sovereign Lord and you Son of man, on the day I take away their stronghold, their joy and glory, the delight of their eyes, their heart's desire, and their sons and daughters as well. On that day, a fugitive will come to you, come to tell you the news. At that time, your mouth will be open. You will speak with him and will no longer be silent. So you will be a sign to them and they will know that I am the Lord. I have read uh, Ezekiel 24, verses 15 to 27. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Now, Ezekiel is telling here, Ezekiel, he was not allowed to mourn. Now, can you imagine you lost money? You lost money, your loved ones, and you're not allowed to grieve over them. You're not allowed to mourn over the over them, over the loss. He he lost his wife, his, his, his better half, his soulmate. His best friend, he lost her, and he was not allowed to mourn over her loss. Why wasn't he allowed to mourn? Because God was using him as a lesson to the people of Israel. He was to be a sacrifice used to show the people what they would encounter 
at the hands of the enemy. And you don't want to, you know, when we get to be uh, under the hands of the enemy, that's, that is horrible. That's, that's terrible. We got to, that's why we got to stay with God and ask God to be, to, to, to build a hedge of protection around us. Okay. God still, he used him to carry out his message and the command. So you see, Ezekiel was broken, but he was still useful. God still used him even in his brokenness. Then we go to Naomi and her story. We know that Rufus only has four chapters, but in her story of brokenness, she lost her husband and sons. Now she didn't just lose her husband, you see, but she lost her, her, her children, her babies. She lost them. But even in the brokenness, God still used her. How did he use her? He used her because she did not went and dwell over the loss of her husband and her children, but she focused on helping her daughter-in-law, Ruth, to find a husband. She was broken, but God still used her. And we can be broken, but God will still use us even in our brokenness. Now, in my closing, and not, but not quite, I just want to leave you a thought. It says that I would like to, I would like to leave you with this thought. We are like broken crowns. It's like those broken crown, the broken crown I showed you that was cold and then it was broken in half and then it was broken, but it still served the same purpose. We are still, we still might be broken, but we are still useful. We might not look the same. Now this crown, it doesn't look the same. As, as the other one that's, that I didn't break this hole, it doesn't, it doesn't look the same. There's two, two, two different looks <coughs> upon it, excuse me. But we're still capable of functioning and carrying out whatever mission in life that God has planned for us. And Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us that. God uses our brokenness know, for his so good now and always. Not just not just tomorrow, but today, present time. God is our, our, our very present help in time of trouble. And he uses us now and always. God has often taken broken things and he made them useful for him, for his glory. Hallelujah. God doesn't just use us despite our brokenness, uh-uh. But he often uses us in and through our brokenness and i want to say that one more time that god doesn't just use us despite our brokenness but he often uses us in and through our brokenness and i want to give another little commercial break and i want to tell you about uh sabrina now y'all all remember when y'all went with me to uh to the cemetery and and um to say our goodbyes y'all know how devastated i was and how upset I was now I, I cried and all that and I was, was going to there before and even though I know that her, it's just that shell that's there but it's just the idea and I was devastated I was so broken and in the brokenness because I was bitter and I I was blaming God because I felt like you know a mother, uh, uh, well, as I said, as myself, as a mother, I always thought that my children would bury me first. I wouldn't be burying them first. So that God to sit there and take my child, who am I to say who he can take? When God says every head on your head is numbered and he knows the day and the hour and how 
he's going to take us out of here. But until I ask the Lord to come into that area of bitterness and that area of anger and that mm. area mm. of blaming him, Every time I go there, I would just break down. Every time I thought about it, I would just start crying. Oh, my baby, my baby. Not my baby. He took my baby and he should have took, he didn't take me. But until I asked God to come and to see, God Thank still had Jesus. to use me. Hallelujah. And even in that brokenness, I was still going to church. I was still working, doing things that I, I normally would do, even through all of that brokenness. But see, but God had to show me, you know, mm -hmm. uh, this is in my hands. This is in my hands. I have control of this. And until I asked him to come into that area and Hallelujah. to heal me of that brokenness of, of anger and that, that, that brokenness of bitterness and that brokenness of blaming him, because I was getting in front of other people. It's like I was taking it and hiding, you know, taking and throwing it under the rug and acting like I was all fine and this. But inside, I was broken. I was broken mm. up. I was devastated. And until I asked God to come into that area and then and heal me of that area, I would stand that way. But let me tell you, I had a client that was near there. And I just asked the Lord, I said, Lord, would you allow me just to be able to go in there because I know that you can heal me. And yes, he allowed yes. me to go into that cemetery, mm. to go over to that grave site, which where she's not there. It's just her shell was there. Because I know that she's up in heaven with, with the Lord. But when he, when I asked him to come in there, let me tell you, when I walked out of that cemetery, I felt like having church. I was saying, thank you, thank Jesus. You, Jesus. Always because I knew that it was him. And he had healed me of all that anger, that blame, that bitterness. He just washed it away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nobody but God would do something like that. So Hallelujah. God, he uses those very things which has broken us. He uses them to heal others. Remember, it says that we are strengthened by one another's testimonies. Yes. You ever hear of, you hear of, of, of somebody that was constantly, on, that used to drink, to, oh, they drink like a fish. And all of a sudden, the Lord delivered them from it. And they was able to go and tell someone else what God did for them. Because how can you sit there and tell somebody what God can do if you haven't experienced it yourself? And sometimes God has to break us in order to get our attention. And so, <laughs> excuse me, brokenness is like a season in our lives that does not equate to death because everything uh, brokenness always don't all lead to death like miss flash just felt like she got her death wish but it doesn't always lead to death brokenness could be other things in your life that just that you need to let the lord come in and let him heal you of it and when he heals you of that brokenness hallelujah just like he did for me for my daughter sabrina hallelujah nobody nobody but god could do something like that. And he did not throw me away, even though I was angry at him and I was blaming him because I was saying that, Lord, you know, I, I, should, I was supposed, they supposed to bury me. I wasn't supposed to bury them. Who am I to say what I'm, what I'm supposed to do? But here I was here, but he didn't throw me away. He didn't take like, like a piece of broken furniture that we sit and throw it away. Like this crown, I could sit and throw it away because I felt like, and even though it still had the same purpose, it still functioned the same way as it did 
with a hole, but God doesn't do that to us. He doesn't throw us away. And it could be even, even sometimes we have little cracks, little cracks that break me and need to be mended. God will come in and mend those cracks in and under the surface, just like the broken crown. We have the gift to create beautiful and vivid art with our past hurts, with our past brokenness, God will heal us. And God gives us particular gifts. He's given us all different gifts that we can do, that strength to use. And we use, and the, the gift that he gives us, we're to use them for his glory and for the good of others. But what God wants to use mostly in our life is our struggles, is our trials, is our failures, is our brokenness. Because why? because it will lead to genuine brokenness in our life. Broken, but we're still useful. And I would just like to sing this song because I really feel that it relates to the message of our brokenness in it, but even though through our brokenness, how God can still use us. Hallelujah. You don't have to worry. And don't you be afraid. Joy comes in the morning. Troubles they don't last away. All that brokenness you had. For there's a friend in Jesus who will wipe your tears away. And if your heart is broken, just lift your hands and say, oh, I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. With Jesus, I can take it. With him, I know I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. So when your tests and trials, they seem to get you down, and all your friends and loved ones are nowhere to be found, just remember, for there's a friend in Jesus who will wipe your tears away. And if your heart is broken with all that brokenness, all that bitterness, all that depression, all that evil, all of that, just lift your hands and say that you know that you can make it. You know that you can stand, no matter what may come your way, your life is in his hands. With Jesus, you can take it, you can take anything. With him, you know you can stand, no matter what may come your way, your life is in his hands. No matter what may come your way, your life, my life, is in our children's life. 
our parents' life, our loved ones' life, is in his hands. Father God, I just want to thank you, Lord God, for being broken, but being still useful. I want to thank you, Lord God, that even to all, to all the brokenness that, that happens in our life, Lord God, but Lord God, that you rejoice, hallelujah, over our brokenness, Lord God. Father God, you say you see beauty in our brokenness and things in our life that we don't think that is so pretty about, but God, you look and you see other ways, Lord God. And through all of that, God, that when we allow you to come into those broken areas in our life, Lord God, Father God, that you heal us of that brokenness and you'll make us like the broken crown, you make us whole again and you make us new. And so Father God, we wanna thank you for making us new today. In Jesus' name I pray, hallelujah and amen.